You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast with pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Alter Echo, this scripture and message podcast for the weekend of November 26th and 27th. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving celebration with whomever you were with on Thursday. And I hope that gratitude is filling your heart yet now, that this this new awareness every year of how deeply grateful we are for things and people and faith and God sticks with us and changes us. And I'm going to ask for a changed heart today in the sermon as well, and we'll get to that in just a little bit. I'm doing something unique in my uh, doing of this uh, podcast for some time now. I'm actually standing out in my workshop. It's a beautiful Friday here in Minnesota right now, about 40 degrees, a little higher than usual for this time of the year. And you'll know in a little bit why I'm out in my shop, um, because the sounds of Christmas are more unique than we assume them to be. And I need to be out here to help show you that today. We are going to read from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 2. This is the first Sunday of Advent. These four weeks that lead to Christmas. I want to tell you that these are not pre-Christmas weeks. These are Advent weeks. They're weeks of preparation. They're weeks of of self-examination and thought. They're weeks of both repentance and also anticipation and excitement. They're not Christmas yet. And this is why we're here. We're here to prepare our hearts and have God prepare our hearts so that when Christ comes to us, our hearts are ready. They've got the right things in place and they've got the wrong things out of the way so that they're not obstructions for us anymore. So I want you to listen in that context today as we hear from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. These are the Old Testament prophecy uh, readings and words for this first Sunday of the season of Advent. The word that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest mountain of the mountains. It shall be raised above the hills. All the nations shall stream to it. Many peoples shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction in the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and shall arbitrate for many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither shall they learn war anymore. O house of Jacob, come. Let us walk in the light of the Lord. Dear friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. You and I are out and about in the world every single day. 
We are moving in and out of stores and places of work and our homes and neighborhoods. And one of the things that we do here in these weeks leading up to Christmas is bells. Lots of bells. Sometimes we feel like there are too many bells, but there can never be too many bells. They, they are sounds of joy. And so we sing songs like, Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Or, silver bells, silver bells, it's Christmas time in the city. Or, the bells of Christmas chime once more. The heavenly guest is at the door. And there are bells ringing everywhere. And we know, even from when we were kids or when our children or grandchildren were kids, bells were wonderful things. They loved ringing them, and we've got them on Christmas trees and all over the place. One of the sounds of Advent and Christmas is bells. But I want you to hear another kind of ringing this Advent. Just listen. This is why I'm out in my workshop today. I'm pounding on an anvil. And I'm having us hear the ringing of that metal, that iron, that with a sword in between the hammer and the anvil can make the sound of peace. Do you like this sound? Is it as good as this sound? It should be. Is that a good sound? It is. It's the sound of swords, weapons of war, being beaten down and flattened and reshaped into pruning hooks and plowshares. You know what those are? Maybe we haven't stopped to think about this. The plowshare is the plow. It's what plows the furrows in the ground so that when seeds are planted, they can grow into food that nourish people and the world. And pruning hooks prune trees so that trees can grow more fruit, apples and all kinds of pieces of food that nourish the world. That when people are fed, when everybody has food, this sound, this kind of ringing, It's a great sound because it promotes peace. Did you hear in the prophet what God wants to fulfill through the prophet, but finally through Jesus? He says on Christmas, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace among those whom he favors. The fulfiller of Isaiah's prophecy, Jesus, beats plows into, beats swords into plowshares, beats swords into pruning hooks and spears into pruning hooks. This is what God wants for us. But I will say to you today that we too often don't take peace seriously enough. We think it's an unattainable ideal. But God wants peace for the world. God's passion is for the world to be at peace, for people to be at peace, for people, God's people, to be peacemakers. Just let that settle in your mind and heart just for a second here. Ask yourself, 
ask yourself, am I a peacemaker? Is peace as a person of faith one of my highest priorities because it's God's highest priority? If Jesus being born into the world as God in the flesh wants to come to people and have them follow him as disciples, are their hearts in the right place so that they can follow him and understand him? Part of the preparation of Advent is bringing our hearts to a place where we want and desire and yearn for peace and hearts for which we will work through our faith and our hope and our prayer for God's strength to do so, so that they come to peace, so that when Christ comes to us, we are ready for him. We are, we are mirroring his way and his heart. Let me ask you this. When we share the peace in church, and unfortunately, because of COVID, we haven't actually gotten to physically shake hands or extend a, a hug, an arm for a hug. But when we share the peace in church, are you and I intentional enough about really meaning it? Peace be with you and also with you. Does that mean something to us? Or is it just, is it just a, an act, something we have to do when we move through a church service. How do you feel about that? When you share the peace, is it the beautiful sound <laughs> of the anvil, of the sword, our old swords, all the little swords that we, we have being beaten into plowshares, into ways of being nourishing with each other? How about this? Do you specifically teach your kids or your grandkids or your neighbor kids that peace is of highest priority? Hmm. Is peace in your home, if you are a parent right now, is peace of highest importance? Do you help kids learn how to arbitrate things between each other instead of stay divided or fight or be angry? Do you help them think through how to get past anger or hurt or frustration and come to peace with each other? How about that? How about this? When you go into Cub Foods <laughs> or anywhere else where there's a Salvation Army kettle ringer, do you support it? Or do you get frustrated? Do you hear this and roll your eyes or think, oh no, not again? What if even in little bits, we support that great effort, that movement and organization that helps some of the people who are hurting the most. They are willing to do that. They're willing to be out there and they do good and they do well. Does that ringing of that bell sound just as good as the joyful ringing of Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells or this hopeful ringing of the anvil beating swords into plowshares? Do you support the peace that the Salvation Army kettle ringers can bring to people in the deepest need. And finally this, do you hope and pray for our world leaders to keep trying diplomacy at all costs almost, to keep trying diplomacy before 
before any kind of battles or war or aggression breaks out. Is this in your wheelhouse to hope for that, to demand it even, to look at our leaders and wonder if they are going to be serious about bringing peace to our nation or our world? Is this, is this in your thought process? This is in God's thought process. God comes to us at Christmas and in these weeks leading up to Christmas is helping us prepare our hearts in the right ways so that we can understand God and give thanks for God and rejoice in every way in the faith that we've got to follow the God of the universe who wants something so necessary and works for and has a passion for and wants us to have the same passion for peace in our lives, the end of fear, the end of people feeling threatened. This is what peace is. Peace isn't just a calm, beautiful lake scene, <laughs> although we, we love that. But peace is the end to people feeling under threat, people feeling scared all the time, fearful, People being made to feel that way by others who know that they can control people with that. God's people stand up against that. God's people expect and demand and pray for and work for peace because this is what puts our hearts in the right place so that when Christ comes to us, we can know him because we will be like him. So dear friends, on this first Sunday of Advent, as you hear the bells and as you sing the songs about bells, may those songs also remind you of this, of the sword, even our little swords in our lives that we would love to use because of impulse. This great sound, beating swords into plowshares, which are instruments of nourishment and healing and peace between people. May your heart be readjusted and directed this day by God's good word. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, 
until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.